10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We interrupt the new year to take a look back at the old one. Welcome to the Raw Songwriting Podcast. I've gathered together some of my best guests from the last 365 days to answer the question, what was the best song you wrote in 2021? With us today, I have Bill Nash, Trey Rock, Roger Heathers, Timmy Reardon, Barry Osborne, Terry Sunflower, Brian Claflin, John Bunsley, and I'm your host, David Coyle. Welcome to the Raw Songwriting Podcast, everybody. Hey. Hey. Hey, David. Nice to be here. Yeah, happy new year. Happy new year. But hey, you know, I, I normally I write uh, an intro for people, but uh, we got so many folks. Let's just go around, and if everybody could just give a really, you know, brief intro, uh, uh, you know, say a little something about themselves. Uh, let's start with you, Bill. You want to give a quickie? Sure. I'm, I live in Taos, New Mexico these days, and uh, my mom's standing behind me, by the way. She turned 91 Hello. the other day. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. Thank you. She's welcome. Um, anyway, I, I've been a songwriter for about 30 years, and uh, I've been a teacher about 50 years. So um, my favorite things about this is just being able to bring a song of, forward, and that's all I want to do. Well, it's great to have you here, Bill. Uh, Trey, how about you? Let's let's hear a little bit about you. Hey, so I'm based, the singer-songwriter and producer based in Prague, Czech Republic, not Nebraska. And I'm looking for a very select audience. The bigger, the better. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see what we can do to help out. Um, and uh, Roger, Roger Heathers, how about you? Hey, David. Lovely to be here. Um, so I am a singer-songwriter, producer, and multi-instrumentalist from the UK. Um, and yeah, I've been writing songs for like the last 15, 20 years and happy to be here. All right. Okay. And Timmy Reardon, good to have you back. Hey, David. Uh, yeah, so I'm Timmy Reardon. I am in Boston. I run a, a songwriting challenge called the Fearless Songwriter or the Fearless Songwriting Challenge. Uh, I have a blog and uh, I'm just looking to make uh, tools and opportunities accessible to songwriters to help them get songs written. All right. All right. How about you, Barry? Hi, I'm Barry Osborne. I'm a Denver, Colorado-based singer-songwriter. Um, I play clawhammer banjo. That's my primary instrument. And I play solo, and I play in a kind of Baroque folk post-punk band called Distance Walk. And I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. Terry, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me, David. You um, bet. I'm Terry Sunflower from New Mexico, about to be from the Rio Grande Valley. And um, yeah, I've been a, kind of a late bloomer writing songs. I started about 20 years ago, but didn't really know to put it to music until about 10. So um, I've been doing that, writing songs and sharing them. And uh, yeah. Well, we're, we're glad you bloomed, Terry. So <laughs> All right. Brian, Brian, tell us about yourself. Yes, hello. I'm Brian Claflin. I'm based currently in Asheville, North Carolina, where I've been for about a decade, maybe 11 years now. And uh, I have a, 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 I'm a singer and songwriter and producer and multi-instrumentalist. And I, I have a, a duo project with Ellie Grace called Claflin and Grace. You can find us on Spotify. I also have a, a project with my dad, who's a storyteller named Willie Claflin. We have a traditional folk CD out, and I sometimes join him at uh, storytelling festivals. 
and um, I'm currently working on on restoring some of the lost early songs of my stepdad, Jamie O'Hara, who passed away last January. He was a member of a band called the O'Kanes and wrote songs for the Judds and other artists. And I'm sort of a labor of love to resurrect some of his earliest lost songs and hopefully then get back to recording some of my own as well. All right. Well, good to have you here, Brian. How about you, John? Tell us all about yourself. Hello, uh, my name is John Bunsley. Um, my favorite color is purple. Um, yeah, I'm a songwriter amongst other things and I have written for a while. I've written for a while. I have what, I don't know, four, four CDs out. Um, but uh, last August, something changed in my life. Uh, I started writing in a way I never written before. I started writing a song a week, which I've done. I, I, it's funny, I, I, I took a break uh about uh i don't know several weeks um during which i was supposed to not write and just work on recording and i recorded one song which will be the one we listened to today and wrote three or four others and decided well i should just jump back in the saddle so i'm back on it uh, cafe con leche songs if you're interested you can find it on the youtubes there's two playlists now all right all right well, welcome everybody. It's great to have you here, and uh, we're going to just jump into it. Uh, the first song we have queued up is New Mexico by Bill Nash. Every day I wake to find I'm still breathing. It always shocks me I'm still here To take a waking breath again Is very comforting Another day, another sky so clear The sun chokes are blooming everywhere It's funny what a little rain Jackrabbits and prairie dogs are quite a pair And the Hummers are all here too It's a lovely morning, a great day to be alive Trees are dancing in the wind The lizards are making and the cats cry Hoping for a glimpse of their Cheshire grins It's a lovely morning in New Mexico Birds are chirping and eating well Sugar water is all ready to go It's a wonderful place to dwell date the elk come down to blare their trumpets they come each year to find their mates and it's almost like they used 
holds a compass With the winter snow it gets quiet as a mouse And the star canopy at night shows everything We'll stay inside our comfortable house Drink our coffee and hold on for spring It's a lovely morning, a great day to be alive The trees are dancing in the wind The lizards are making the cats cry He's hoping for a glimpse of their Cheshire grins It's a lovely morning in New Mexico Birds are chirping and eating well Sugar water is all ready to go It's a wonderful place to dwell Oh, it's a wonderful place to dwell Oh, it's a wonderful place we dwell Oh, New Mexico by Bill Nash. Uh, hey, Bill, just right off the bat, I got to tell you, I think uh, that first uh, that first verse there, that uh, just, I feel like that's a perfect way to bring in the new year after the last couple years we've been having. Uh, I think a lot of people could relate to that. So Most definitely. Bill, well, tell yeah, us, how did you write this song? Basically, uh, one morning <laughs> I was just coming to, uh, to into, out of weight, out of sleep. What am I trying to say? Waking up, maybe? And waking up, yes. <laughs> my, my brain said, my brain said, wow, you're still breathing. And then I just sat down and wrote the song. And mm. it's everything about where I live. Uh, Taos is a beautiful area. And, and everything that happens, well, this year we had a tremendous amount of rain. So when I say that sunchokes are blooming everywhere, it was just unbelievable how many flowers there were. And... Everything about this song is what I see out my my picture window in the front of my house. So I can't say much more about it than that. Uh, well, well, you moved. Uh, you actually moved to New Mexico yeah. during the you know during the pandemic. Yeah. So uh, do, do you feel like that uh, that got incorporated into the song at all? Or yeah, a little bit. It was a it was a matter of I, I came from Loveland. And I lived there for 15 months. Sold my house, and my, my girlfriend ended up back in her house in in Taos. I moved everything we owned down there, and and uh, um, yeah, it, it's it's a situation where it, you have this this thing around you all the time when you're in Taos. It's it's mystical, and not to mention the the sunsets are like crazy good. So just being able to talk about the things that I see out my window and such is it just came alive and the music was easy of course it always is for me but uh well you're you're yeah. the master of alternate tunings did you use uh, an alternate tuning on this 
No, I went with standard. Um, wow. I'll tell you one thing. One thing about COVID over the over the last year and well, twenty some months, is I've played three to five hours a day, and uh, my my I usually have the issue. I have had MS for thirty three years now, and my left side is weak. But uh, since uh, having all that time to play, I'm doing things with my left hand now that. Are, they're back to where they were 25 years ago, and, and oh wow, I can't, I can only blame COVID for that. So a good wow, thing. wow, silver linings, baby. Yeah, yeah, you bet it is. Yeah, yeah. D does anybody have any uh, comments or questions about the song? Well, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Terry. I was just gonna say because I've lived in New Mexico for 27 years, Bill. I think you captured it excellently, and um, all of those things are not. Um, um, specific just to Taos, you know, our whole state is is a blooming wonder. So I think yes, you did a great job. Well, thank you. It's it was a labor of love, you know, as mm -hmm. you know. Well, it sounds like it. I was oh. going to say the uh, the finger picking on the, on the track was fantastic, as was the uh, the Cheshire grin line. I really liked that. That was a really I'm great bit of um, you, imagery. I'm yeah. glad you caught that one. That was. That was my special moment because actually it happens. I have two cats at home and they sit at the window all day watching the lizards go by and the birds. <laughs> and and just I know they they wouldn't know what to do with a lizard, but I know the lizard <laughs> had a an idea and an agenda. She he, he really wanted to see them. They're grim. <laughs> my 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 favorite line from this is basically. Uh, um, Autumn will return on some near future date. The elk come down to blare their trumpets. They come each year to find their mates, and it's almost like they use a compass. Well, when I, I came up with compass, it was like, oh my gosh, that's so right. For yeah, that. that's a really nice yeah. slant rhyme. The both words are so unique, and and they describe, and they describe it so well. It's really cool. Oh, thanks. It, I, you know, I was very proud of that. You stole my comment, Bill. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I had a, I had a question about the trumpets thing, and I'm just thinking: Have you ever thought about you know giving them softer instruments to play? You well, know. they 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 do what they do, you know. They choose, yeah. They, yeah. they scream know. and they they scream loudly. But brass like instruments, that's 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 not that, that's kind of rude to the the neighbors, I think. But you know, <laughs> hey, well, it's good music. we have a lot of we have a lot of guns in our area. So, uh, as a matter of fact, I I just I just bought my uh, my uh, niece's uh, double horn. I played French horn all through college, and uh, I haven't had a horn in years. And my first thought was. When I get home with my with the new French horn, I'm going to go out on the on the uh, under the ramada and wait for the gunshots, and I'm going to go. Ta -ta, ta -ta. <laughs> I, if you take wake them up to the audience out there, if you take nothing else away from from this episode, it's that you should learn to play horns because it'll drown out all the guns. That's it. Uh, so, all right. Uh, let me jump in for a sec. I, I, I will repeat yeah. the fact that, that that rhyme just jumped out at me, brother. That was like, uh, you know, that, that's a songwriter thing. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it. I don't know that that many people are going to be going. I mean, they'll think it's cool, but they won't be like, oh, dude, yeah, nice rhyme. <laughs> you get that. The other thing is a beautiful song. Thirdly, uh, I agree with David. The first, the first verse was just so, uh, you know, real. Um, good setup. And I do want to just tell you one thing. Your cats would know exactly what to do if you let them out there, dude. I, I lived in <laughs> Mexico, and I, I hope this doesn't offend anybody, but I used to find, uh, you know, not 
not uh, rarely uh, headless lizards and my cats oh, yes. sitting over there oh, licking yes. their chops, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they bring you gifts. They bring you gifts. Yeah, there you go. All anyway. Right. Okay, all right, all right. We're uh, getting into that cat-on-lizard violence going on here. Um, <laughs> guns, horns, cats, lizards, it's, it's a crazy it's in the world. Song. There's a lot of stuff. That's right. A lot that's of stuff right. in there. You've captured. You've captured. You've captured quite quite something here. This is a beautiful, beautiful song, Bill. Thank you so much for sharing thank it with you. us. Yeah, you got a lovely I voice, man. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm a singer. Always been. All right. Okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna move on here to Trey Rock with Brother Wolf.
Yeah. All right. Very nice. Rocking out to Brother Wolf by Trey Rock. Uh, Trey, and I know I know this this comes from your surprise obsession this year. So what? Mm. Uh, what I want to hear all about this. How, how did you put this together? Um. Well, I finally caved in and got an Xbox, you know, because of the lockdown, and I got um the Witcher three video game. And I, I'm a bit snooty about video games. I think they're a waste of time. But I was really astonished with the depth in this in this actual game. Um, so and it just inspired me to do an album based on on the, the characters and situations from that. Plus Brothers Grimm. There's also a Czech thing uh, by a guy called Urban. So there's lots of very dark folk tales. So um, I'm doing an album kind of based on a mishmash of all that kind of stuff and um yeah and that's where i am with that yeah so this is one of the tracks from this great groove man it's yeah really yeah. fun track <laughs> very danceable so um so when you're writing something with when you're when you're writing something that's uh you're pulling from from another source material what 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 goes into you're thinking about that when you're thinking about you know what's the audience gonna understand versus because i haven't i haven't uh uh, watch the TV show or played the video game. Um, what 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 do you try to do to accommodate somebody who hasn't, or is it just specifically for the people who have consumed that? Uh... Well, you know, lyrics don't matter. That's uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> do you want to give folks uh, the the nickel summary of that uh, that uh, that little short video you did? Oh wow, I'm out of practice. Um, but really, at the, at the end of the day, the emotion of a song is the most important thing, isn't it? You know, that's why people from all around the world can listen to things in English and not know the words or to get the words wrong and so on, you know, just to, to get started. So the, the lyrics can be important to the performer, um, you know, so you can put the emotion forward. But at the end of the day, as much as I love writing lyrics, um, the music, the, the whole thing, you know, the arrangement matters the most, you know. So when I originally did this tune, it was um, like a finger picking tune, very soulful and so on. And I thought, I've got a whole bunch of them on the album already. I need to do something with a bit more beef. Um, so I just went to my old, you know, record collection, Led Zeppelin 3, you know, Free and all the early 70s stuff. And um, the actual drums are samples from a John Bonham copy, actually. So it's... Um, oh. So I just, you know, pulled that together and then I put on the bass and the guitar and the vocals. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so that, that that's how it happens. So, you know, if, if it gets people interested in checking out the game or the, the books um, or, or the show, that's cool. But I don't think it's terribly necessary, yeah. But the yeah. game is a massive, with, with the gaming community, it is a really massive game, really, really popular game. Very Could cool. I ask a question, please? Yeah, I, I was please. Just, uh, I was just going to say, the uh, with a song as well-produced as this, it seems to uh, be like all about sort of the the sound and the groove and everything but i was wondering if you kind of wrote an acoustic demo first or if it just was kind of like electric uh right off the bat no um like i say it was an acoustic finger picking tune and mm. um and, and i just have so many of those because i've got like this is going to be a really big album i've got about 24 tunes on it and i've got a lot of introspective stuff on it already so i wanted some contrast so you get out the drum samples and see what happens you yeah. know? <laughs> So how I know you're you're a master of quick songwriting. Uh, how how quickly did you knock this song out? Ooh, about twenty minutes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a because I think I think you're so far you're the, you've got the record of like the uh, of of who I've interviewed anyway of the most songs in one year because I think you did what was it 120 in one year? Um, ooh, a couple of hundred actually. Oh, a couple hundred. Yeah. yeah. yeah so that was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so how many did you, since we're getting close to the end of this year, do you, do you know what your count is for this year? Oh, it's quite, yeah, it's only about 30 or so. Oh, yeah, okay. So you're back to human levels. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, this was, this was a fabulous, this was a fabulous groove, man. And it feels Thank great. You. Um, does anybody else have any, uh, comments or questions before we move on? Yeah. Can yeah, I, I throw do. a thought in? Real good, John. I'd like to disagree entirely. Trey, nice to meet you, buddy. Thank you. Hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> is, sorry, I, I, I hope I didn't throw you under the bus here. I'd like uh, to Trey. disagree entirely with you and agree entirely with you uh, with a short comment on the song. I thought it was great, the groove. I, I was I was uh, in another room. I can still hear it. And I had I was dancing on my way in, man. It's, a, it's got, a, it's got a great feel. Um, I get what you're saying. I would look at it from a different perspective. I, I would say it's not that the lyrics don't matter at all. I think the lyrics are an equally important part of the song. What doesn't matter is what the writer's intention of the lyric was. So if somebody listens to this song and, and they go, oh my God, this is so cool. It reminds me of that book by that lady who runs with the wolves. And you didn't think of that at all. So the lyric was important. It just, it doesn't matter what it means maybe. I don't know, but that, that's, I'm just throwing that out there for the fun of it. Enjoyed your song, man, thanks. Thank you. I, I, want, I wanted to say one thing. Uh, I, this is not gonna make me wanna play this game, so. <laughs> I love it. Well, love geez, it. Trey, you're gonna have to work a little bit I more failed, on your totally, yeah. on your commercial music. You sorry, know, sorry. Uh, you know. Uh, I'm on commission. Sorry. <laughs> I, I will say this. I, I think I think Trey, you make a, a great point about uh, you know if if you do a song and and if somebody who doesn't speak the language can't enjoy the song, then you know that maybe there's something missing. So I, I think there's there's a lot to be be said for your point of view. But I think for those who can understand the lyrics. Lyrics are. I, I I know several of the folks in here are very very lyric oriented. So, um, but that said, fabulous song. It was really really fun. It is. And uh, mm, all right, let's uh, let's move on here to Roger Heather's. All right, this is behind Emily Emily lines. This is behind. <laughs> it, well, you know, it could have been written about somebody named Emily. All right, this is Behind Enemy Lines by Roger Heathers. Tricking my mind though 
was behind enemy lines by roger heathers and that was a gorgeous gorgeous tune and uh so just first off did you did you write this on guitar or piano thanks david um yeah right on piano oh great so well tell us tell us more what 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 went into making this song uh so uh this was a song written in a week um on as part of the podcast that i do with my friend declan um called uh, the weekly song podcast uh, which you were on recently, David. Um, yep, that's right. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so written in a week, I just kind of sat down at the piano and found um, a few chords I liked. Um, it's in G major, so it's uh, it uses G, G7, C, and D largely for the uh, verses, um, and then E and A7 among a few other little passing chords in the choruses. And uh, and then it was just a case of trying to kind of come up with like lyric uh, melodies I liked over it and. I ended up kind of going for the lyrics about having a habit that you notice in yourself, which you are really, you know, you're not pleased with. You would rather you didn't have this bad habit, you know, something like that we could all relate to to some extent and just trying to beat it and failing time and time again. All right. Well, hey, I, I, I think this is a lovely song. And, and I want to, I, one thing about the, uh, the lyrics here on the, on the chorus in particular, I, I really like how you do the, uh, the internal rhymes that you're, you know, but sometimes out of the ashes I rise only to crash down behind enemy lines. I just, I love it when you have those, uh, those kind of uh, internal rhymes like that, you know, ashes and crash down, uh, or half rhymes as the case may be. Um, and uh, let's see here. I thought, uh, Roger, there was a, I think it's uh, picking up on your point, David. Uh, I like how ashes led into crash, but you have, then you have crashed down, but the music's kind of lifting and, and uh, it's just this really sweet little natural moment that may have been serendipitous or maybe you spent hours trying to get that <laughs> just right, but it sounds effortless and it's really, really a gorgeous little moment. Thank you so much. I think, yeah, oftentimes with those things, like that was serendipity for sure, but so often as songwriters, I think we rely on serendipity, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it works really well that it's open to interpretation. I almost immediately know approximately what you're saying. Hmm. And then it becomes actually the first line or two, I thought, oh, maybe it's about an abusive relationship. Then I realized, oh, well, it's a compulsive something or other. Yes. And then it really doesn't matter from that point because you might have something very specific in mind, but it is relatable. You know, you, you could have spelled out a really specific a substance or a behavior or a relationship but you've left it open and that, that keeps it 
you know, personal and yet universal, but it's, I think it communicates that very strongly, even though it could be a dozen different specifics. And that's tricky, it's tricky that. to do Thank that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think I go by like the Elliot Smith ethos of like lyrics can sometimes be like half of a conversation. Like if you mm -hmm. spell it out for the listener, sometimes it's a little too specific, but mm -hmm. if you leave it sort of half open, it can be, well, I'm just reiterating what you're saying, but thanks, man, I appreciate that. What a classic yeah. melody, yeah, for me, classic yeah, melody for this song. Yeah, wonderful. It had a kind of um, late 60s, zombies. Like, do you know the song mm. Rose for Emily? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it had that kind of um, poignant, painful <laughs> vibe <laughs> going on, yeah. But, you know, very delicate. It was good, yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was, um, it was one that kind of, you know, you don't want to kind of overcook a song that is mm. too like piano based and melodic and balladic, I guess, if that's a word. Like you kind of oh, want it to work. be like just rely <laughs> just like rely on the on the melody and don't try to overcook it, I guess, um, was my approach, I suppose. I, I really Very like well. the form. It's it's almost formless in a way. Mm -hmm. It just flows. And and I love the phrasing too. It's um just a little bit off and back in and off and back in just yeah really beautiful way the form flows and... thank you that's a cool comment i've no, i haven't thought about the form really i mean but like i was saying before the serendipity of like the way certain even like the internal rhymes and stuff the way they fall at the right place it's just kind of luck you know sometimes when you're writing you're just like oh my god i can't believe those two words fit together well i can't believe i found that chord it's just like you're relying on luck so much <laughs> Well, it, it's funny for you to say that, Roger, because you're actually one of the most deliberate songwriters I know. You have, like, you really craft the very, very finely, but it's nice to know that there's still some some chance elements that fall in there. But, I mean, you, I, I, I appreciate that. And, and it, maybe it's like your brain is already working on that intricate level, so, so even your subconscious is working in an intricate way. So, um, anyway, this is a lovely, lovely song. Roger, thank you so much for sharing that. That is an absolutely gorgeous song. Uh, okay, next up. This is If It Works, It's a Win by Timmy Reardon. He's driving down the road. He goes steady more than slow. His fender rattles round, hearts fall onto the ground. Her picture's been on the dash, every year they made it past. He nags her not to smoke, she's no quitter. Is their joke? Sometimes dreams get rusty while the wheels are still spinning. What looks bad ain't just busted when it works. It's a At the diner still most days 
She gets trumpled bills and chains. He picks her up at four. She complains about its door. Can be tricky from one side. It can take a little pride. And some wiggle never hurts. Ain't that how love works? If dreams get rusty while the wheels are still spinning, what looks bad ain't just busted when it All right. Awesome. That nice. was If It Works, It's a Win by Timmy Reardon. Beautiful song, Timmy. So uh, when I, what, tell us about it. How did you uh, come up with this song? Yeah, this was, uh, this was from the most recent Fearless Challenge back in uh, November. Uh, I think the prompt was duct tape, which doesn't show up in the, show, in the song specifically. But uh, the idea is there. Yeah. Thank you, John. <laughs> um, and I think, like, a little bit, it has to do with, uh, you know, obviously it's, you know, sort of a, you know, it's about just sometimes, you know, things, when things are working, that that's enough. Um, that's, that's pretty obvious. But I think underneath there, there's a little bit about, you know, my dad was someone who, uh, you know, when I was, you know, from the first 10 years of my uh of my life there we we had this old dodge i think it was a power ranger or something like that i forget that power ranger sounds too uh 290s to me but uh 290s uh, tv show but in any case uh it was something that uh man he kept that thing together and they were like by the time it was on you know by the time he parked it in the backyard uh permanently it was like there were like rust holes where you could just like look down in the street and watch it pass by <laughs> So I think that's a little bit where, what that, uh, that, that uh, automobile that's in, that's in the first verse is about that. So that's, yeah. I love the second verse, um, particularly the part about like the door, like you focus on the door for like three or four lines um, and it kind of really like magnifies in on that point. And then to end on Ain't That How Love Works, I think just really kind of, it, it reveals that it's a metaphor late in the verse. It's just so cool. Mm -hmm. Thank you. This, this is like a screenplay to me. That's what it feels like. I'm visualizing all of it. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I really like just the first two lines of the, uh, of the chorus. Dreams, dreams get rusty while the wheels are spinning. It's a real thing and a metaphorical thing. It makes me think a little bit of the windows open when my mind's rolled down. You know, that, that, prime, <laughs> that prime line, you know. <laughs> I, I like I uh, when it works, it's a win. And, and I mean, it, it just reminded me, I mean, I know it's universal, but even just for these times, you know, you, you hop on the phone with a friend and 
and everybody, you know, oh, how's it going? And and right now it's like, well, it's going good. But the big caveat is the world is ending. So, so you know, sometimes getting through yeah. isn't enough. So when it works, it's a win. I really feel that sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> well, from, I like uh, you know, the, the songwriter perspective here, um, the way that you take the car and make it an image for pretty much every damn thing in life is really strong and powerful. And I mean, you do it specifically like, uh, like Roger was saying, ain't that how love works? You know, I mean, that's specific, but it's, it's, it's through there, you know, just the crumpled bills and change. Well, you know, that's like the rusty wheels, but Hey, it's a bill it's changed. So I think, man, I think just about every person in the entire world, um, whether they'll be honest about it or not, can relate to this in a lot of different parts of their life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Strong stuff, man. Yeah. Thank you. I like the um, the tone of resignation as you deliver that line as well. You know, like 90% of the time it's not going to work, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but 10%, that's the win, you know. I, I like that um, her picture's been on the dash um, stanza just for a, a little obscure personal way she's no quitter is their joke mm. my brother was really sick last year and we were on the phone and we were talking about um changing a recipe and he said changes for quitters <laughs> and, and so she's no quitter is their joke it's like that's mm. our joke that's mm. so cool <laughs> so relatable thank you Terry. Oh, uh, Timmy, thank you so much. It's just another another example of really intricate storytelling that's just heartfelt and, and, and lovely. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. Thank you, David. Thanks for having me, man. It's, you bet. it's fun to hear all this. Absolutely. All right, next up we have Will of the Wisp by Barry Osborne. Here we go. be hell. 
That was Will o' the Wisp by Barry Osborne. And another fantastic song, Barry. This is... I, I love I love the they say the devil gets his day but not tonight and Saint Peter's gonna take his own sweet time that's that's such a killer line, um, but but hey but I, I'm jumping the gun here uh, why don't you tell us about how did you how did you put this together? Sure, um, well thank you. Um, when you asked our our greatest song, um, I've I've written some kind of you know apropos to the time some kind of dark epic tunes uh but this is probably my favorite song that i wrote this year because it's a little ambiguous it's a little looser um I've, I've been fortunate to get to gig this year and when i play this one live i love singing it and uh my my fiddle player olivia um has a real honky-tonk vibe when she adds her fiddle part you know and uh I heard I heard over a, a podcast this spring um, an Irish folktale about a guy named Will who uh, struck a bargain with the devil and uh, but then he cheats the devil and so when 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 he dies um, and it, it's time to pay his due the devil wants nothing to do with them so he sends him up to Saint Peter and Saint Peter can't find him in the book and he doesn't know what to do with him either so he's wandering the earth he, he's in between heaven and hell and uh, I just love that idea I, I love tricksters because tricksters are sometimes too clever for their own good and sometimes uh, whatever they're trying to do blows back on them and then, you know, without getting too deep about it, I think it just fits in with the world we live in right now where mm. I have wonderful things happening in my life, but we're living through tumultuous times. So we're, there's a little bit of heaven and hell and every day right now. <laughs> so I really love playing this tune. It, it, it's, it does have that mythical feel to it. It does, it does, or that, that feeling of folktale. That's... Yeah. and it's got a such a catchy uh catchy chorus as well i just i think that's a really um that's a sing song that's one they sing along with have you played this much in uh, live we've um so my full band has not been able to play this year uh but the fiddle player and i've been doing duo shows and and this is one that we either um start the set with or end the set with um, oh nice okay because i really enjoy singing it it's a lot of fun and uh and and uh you're right it, it's a it's a catchy chorus that um people ask us about which is which is always gratifying um, oh absolutely you know it's it's a little folk song uh but the little folk songs have big stories behind them you know oh yeah absolutely this is this yeah. is one of those this is one of those times when uh, banjo was a very good choice for the instrument <laughs> <laughs> and really. banjo is the trickster instrument always a little bit bet. outside bet. <laughs> so right yeah, it's a lovely instrument, uh, instrumental choice, uh, and I love how simple and short the verses are. Just, I love the the rhythm, the short phrase followed by a longer line, and, and that, and then yeah. it's just two lines, and then into the chorus, and that, and 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 I don't know that that necessarily relates to banjo tunes, but it works in that really nice, nice simple folk form that gets stuck in your head, or start humming along almost immediately. Um, and yeah, and I like how, yeah, there's sort of mythic, mythic qualities, but in a very, very efficient kind of, um, 
cool lyrical way. It's neat. Appreciate that. Thank you. I I do. I know we, we're always hesitant to give away too much of the the sauce or whatever, but um, I was this spring. I was listening a lot to those um, those Gillian Welch tunes that mm. that she released. They were recorded like twenty years ago, but they wrote like yeah. twenty songs over a long weekend. And I just love the fierceness of write the song, get it done. You know, um, you know. And just to clear something up, Barry, you usually choose banjo. That's usually your choice of uh, of instrument, right? That's what I do. Yeah, I uh, I always joke guitar had too many strings. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm a banjo player. I sometimes write on a tenor guitar because I can do the the same tunings pretty easily. Sure. I I like how you can shift open tunings um, on banjo for me at least pretty pretty easily. So. So yeah, that's banjo is kind of my go-to. Well, you use it very, very well. Very well. Thank you. You use it well. Okay. Does anybody else have any any more thoughts before we move on? Yeah, I, ju I just want to say you might run astray from your life. Just caught me every time, and maybe it's because my life's so busy right now. I'd love to. <laughs> but it's just. There's just something fun about it and true. And as you say, for our times right now, we kind of all want to do that. But <laughs> lovely song, Barry. Well, I also think that line has a double meaning there, too, because astray is one of those words that can be taken in different ways. Um, and I like I liked that about it. It's like, is that good or bad? <laughs> Does it matter? I also think it's one letter away from ashtray, so it could be, you know, going back <laughs> to the smoking reference in, in Timmy's song. Excellent point, David. I just, I, you know, hey, I, I, I analyze songs every week. Um, okay. <laughs> Barry, thank you so much for sharing. This is a fantastic song. Fantastic song. All right, we're going to move on That's to... A song about quitting smoking, huh? That's right. Don't be a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing the connections between the songs. Uh, you're about to see another one. Awesome. Well, we're going <laughs> to... All right, moving on from Barry to Terry. Um, a little light. Uh, good move, David. Yeah, I know. My segues are just on point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, this here is a little light. Oh, my goodness, Terry. By yeah. this Sorry. here is a little light by <laughs> let me get it clean here, John. Okay, this this here is a little light by Terry Sunflower. Saturday, she does laundry, and makes it to the store. 
friends are at the job, she said, for 30 years. She married it instead, replacing well-earned fears. She wonders what she's done with her one precious life. Like the fading sun, there is still a little light. A little light. They spent so much time not looking in the mirror, knowing who they were. Nothing could be clearer. Strangled in clothes, what wanted them to wear until the day got up. Deciding not to care And I wonder what they've done With their one precious life Like the fading sun There is still A little light A little light We can't do a do-over But we can make the rest last Sign up for our precious lives, there's no appointments to the past. We wonder what we've done with our one precious life. Like the fading sun, there's still a little light. We wonder what we've done with our one precious life. Like the fading sun, there's still That was a little light by Terry's Sunflower, and I, I just want to jump in and say that, uh, um, yeah, just you were just picking up uh, uh, a Garage Band, I think, back in back in October, and I just absolutely love what you did with the production on this. I, I think it was positively lovely. But but before we get too far into uh, that sort of thing, why don't you tell us about how you wrote the song? Okay, thank you. Um, well. I wrote it back in April during the last um, challenge that I completed of Timmy's Fearless Songwriting Challenge. And the prompt was a cloud of smoke. Um, and I had done some um, object writing out of Pat Patterson's book and I had saved it as a, just a little bit of, of fodder for a song. And the cloud of smoke reminded me to go find that. and. And so that was the, you know, sitting in his chair, coughs a little sputter. And so I, you know, previously written that and then kept going. And I decided I didn't really want to make this song be about a smoker. Uh, so I wanted to change the narrative. And I had been um, um, really wanting to get in this line from the Mary Oliver poem, um, A Summer's Day that asks the question, what will you do with your one wild and precious life? And so without stealing it completely, I took out wild and um, I wanted to use that in the chorus. So I just, yeah, I just went along with the he, uh, the way to change the narrative away from the smoker to me was to change the gender and move to another story in, in the second verse. 
and that one's a little bit um, um, personal. I, I worked 30 years as an RN, and all my friends were from work, and, and, and you know, every week went by in a blur. But when I got to the third verse, I really wanted to change the gender again and the pronouns. And that was a little harder for me to be, to feel um, authentic um, coming from that place. So that one, the original verse that I turned in for the challenge was different and it didn't sit well with me. And so it took a few months for me to come back and say, oh, I know what I did wrong um, and, and worked on it. And then the bridge, um, I wanted to tie all these people together. And this is just, I don't know, funny, I, I guess. Maybe I'm telling too much. Um, but well, this is had, this is this is for songwriters. We, we, we want the de we want the dirty gritty details. Please tell us all this stuff. Yes. Well, I had just gotten my second COVID shot, and and I was trying in the New Mexico website to put it in, but it wouldn't let me put it in because I'd already had it. And it just finally like dawned on me. I'm staring at my computer, going, "Oh." There's no appointments to the past. Okay, I get it. <laughs> and, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say in this song. So good. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, that's the little point of talk, talk about serendipity. Yes, yes, very serendipitous there. And so that, 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 kind, of, that kind of gelled it all together for me. And... Um, I think, I don't know about my best song for the year, but it certainly is my favorite just because of all the ways that it came together. Yeah, it's really haunting, yeah. Very haunting. So Terry, you did, uh, you did that uh, recording by yourself? Um, and a friend, you can hear um, a guy, a friend of mine, Malcolm, that David's actually met um, doing some backup vocals. And, and he's just, he's helping me with GarageBand. He's been my tutor. But you're, you're recording it through that mic we're seeing in the- Yes, sir. Well, it sounds great. Thank and you. I mean, I, I don't want to just say something positive about the recording because the song, first of all, Terry, you know me and you know that um, the, the tone of this song just, you know, warms my heart. Hmm. I, I love dark songs about, you know, the, 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 the beauty of human condition and the different choices that lead us in areas that maybe weren't exactly where we were intending to go. So I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Darker the better, baby. <laughs> Terry, you, you heard David had to redo the intro because there was a collective gasp as we all snuck a peek at that line about exhaling a cloud of venomous regret. What an amazing Great, right? line. I assume that's what everyone else were like, oh my God, Terry. <laughs> that's just that's just really, oh wow, what a great way to sort of start the song with I mean that whole verse but that is an amazing line and then i also love the thing about being strangled in the clothes that other people expected them to wear and that verse like works uh is, is subject to interpretation because the word they doesn't mean only one thing now it means even more things than it already meant so i i without knowing i thought oh this is the verse that sums up already the first two people but but ah. it can mean anything and it's wonderful i start i've started thinking in terms of gender neutrality sometimes writing songs like sometimes it's got to be about her the grandma talking to him the grandson but sometimes i want to make sure it's accessible so what a great intention and of course it will work both ways to anybody who, who who hears this yeah great that's that's great feedback 
Yeah, I, I love, love that, that line. Too, line. Derek. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I just got to figure, I, I was going to say it myself, but, uh, but Brian, Brian stole it from me. But yeah, that, that line, the stranger living the clothes, the world warm and the wear. And also that, that uh, the, the end of that couplet, which is until the, they got old and decided not to care, which I think is just mm-hmm. beautiful. Thank you. Barry, what were I'm you going to say? I was going to say the, um, um, the, oh, the double track vocal, and it's not in time. And that, that effect, uh, to me, is really very haunting, uh, the effect itself, never mind the content of the, the music and the lyrics. Um, yeah. It was good, yeah. That was a happy accident. Um, I did a scratch track with a a double input, and so it was um, in stereo where my guitar was in one ear and and vocal in the other. And so I did another vocal on top of that, thinking it would be in stereo, but I still had it on the the double input, so it came over, you know, the same ear. And and I was like, oh, that's not what I wanted, but I like it. And so we kept it. <laughs> yeah, that's recording. It's a series of accidents until you finally land on something. <laughs> Serendipity. I, Terry, I, I wanted to ask, um, because you said, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you said that you wrote lyrics for a long time and then started putting them to songs like um, a, a less time ago, right? Yes, yes, definitely. So with this song, did you write the lyrics first and then put music to it or was it both at the same time? I pretty much write lyrics first and have some sort of melody in my head by the time I'm done. Um, but but o- almost always is lyrics first, yeah. Um, I did, mm. I do love um, that E7. I mean, it's, not, it's on a capo, but there's an E7 to an F um, from a C. And Timmy talked about that in one of his blogs. Um, and I, I, it's that's kind of a haunting beautiful um chord progression that i wanted to use so i already knew that um Mm -hmm. so it's i guess that's a little mix of everything awesome awesome i love the song by the way fantastic thank you roger barry i think you were going to say something earlier sure i this song a wonderful uh but what it demonstrates to me is you know you have this narrative you have these three lives and and, and the line, the clothing line really jumped out to me because I could relate to that personally. But it just shows how a song, you can take a disparate character, somebody who maybe doesn't have anything on the surface that relates to your life, and you can immediately have empathy for that character because the way you express their situation, you can put yourself right in their, in their shoes. And uh, it's just such... You know, and that's why I love songwriting. That's why I love songs. It, it's, it's, to me, that's magic. And, and you executed that magic wonderfully. Oh, thank you, Barry. That means so much. That, that third verse was, was tough. And so that, that means a lot. Thank you. Well, this is, Terry, this is just an amazing song. And uh, I, I really like how you, you know, I, I like how you're able to 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 get those rich details in there without sa- without sacrificing the metaphors. You know, I think oftentimes, you know, you'll get people that are very metaphorical and they don't necessarily get those those specific real life details. But but you managed to, to like really balance it really really well. Um, but uh, just but this is just a fantastic song and just the production really just 
I, I thought that was that was really eye opening to me too. I, yeah. So, thank you so much for sharing it with us. Thank you all. Thanks for having me. All right. Okay. That means we're moving on to Brian Claflin. So, uh, but up, 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 up. This is. I like the title already. Yep. <laughs> all right here we go uh let that shit go by brian claflin well it felt so good to blow off all that steam too bad innocent civilians got caught in the way when righteous indignation reigns Let that shit go, Jackie. Let that shit go. Stop trying to teach a lesson to each old so and so. Quit arguing with folks you haven't seen since years ago. You gotta let that shit go. Boy, you really showed that lady in the checkout line. Last time you blew your top like that was after too much wine. <laughs> all right hey brian another another uh, uh uh fantastic fantastic song so um how did you put this song together um well uh, about half the songs i write seem to come from prompts disproportionately supplied by timmy 
in the Fearless <laughs> Challenge. And, then, and now every once in so often from the Raw, uh, raw songwriter. Um, and I love working from prompts. And about the other half are the ones that just kind of fall out of the sky, you know, um, that tend to... I don't know if those are a little more cohesive or just, it just you just feel they feel a little closer to the heart because there's I don't know what it is but um, as I mentioned in the intro I my family suffered a, a loss last winter and I, I luckily I was able to continue writing through that but uh, as you might predict for several months most of what I wrote was on the themes of loss and grief and and life and death and all that stuff and um, but around May or uh, April or May or so um, this is one of those ones that fell out of the sky, and I was really grateful because I was like, you know, it 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 moves at a jaunty little pace, but it has a kind of a bad attitude, but it's a good attitude about a bad attitude, maybe. <laughs> um, it just kind of I, I, the groove, I think, is pr probably a little inspired by some of the music I hear from uh, Lake Street, Lake Street Dive. I think they're mm. a really terrific band. They got a lot of great grooves. I feel like I I would love to pitch it to them and have them do it. Um, and I pretty much just wrote the lyric while sitting at a cafe, and then I knew approximately the behavior of the music, but I got lazy about actually setting it to music. It took me till last week to finally sit down and actually decide to commit to this chord change and that chord change. And, huh. Uh, yeah. Is that is that pretty common for you that you'll uh, you'll you'll kind of well, I mean, did you have like a, a basic chord structure down, and you just had to pick like the um substitutions or or did you i knew i knew what the melody of the chorus was i could sing it and i could pretty much imagine what the chord the implicit chord chords would be underneath the melody mm -hmm. but then i wasn't positive about the verses but i was like 80 percent sure i was like oh when i sit down i'll be able to find it like i could just i'll just have to make a couple of choices but it was maybe half the music was up here and half was just sort of waiting to be arbitrarily chosen. I try not to, to collect lyrics that then need to be set to music later because it becomes a chore. It's much harder. It's, it's better to stick with it in the moment. It's always better. At least at least come up with a rough draft in the moment, you know, because I've got a pile of these things now. Yeah. But sometimes that's how it happens. Brian, um, I wanted to say yeah. uh, you you did one of my favorite things songwriters do in general. Uh, you did the great thing where you have your chorus be kind of like the same structure each time, but on the last chorus, you you have it very similar, but it changes perspective where you talk about your own, you know, mm. I, I'm assuming your, your own, you know, just changing that perspective right. is such a cool thing to do, so kudos. Mm. Yeah, it keeps you fresh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I like kind of like the gimmick of of especially when it's a bad attitude song, and I seem to have more of them than ever now, <laughs> of there being some kind of transformation. And so it's not just a one note thing, you know, where even the untrustworthy narrator begins to go, you know, maybe I'm the asshole. Well, they're gonna cut that out too. But uh, <laughs> I've got a comment and a question for you. We'll do the comment first. Um, yeah. I I mean, there's so many great things about this song, but what, just to focus on one thing, I loved the way that. Um, the vibe changes in the chorus. At least that was my experience of it. It feels like there's just a little bit of a chill that comes into it, which yeah. is perfect to to the you know what you're saying, but it also allows the verses to hammer a little bit and then you kind of breathe and come back at it. If the song hammered the whole way through, well, I'll just say it would be different. I really like what you did there. The question is, Thanks. Jackie, who is Jackie? She's. She or he is whoever you need them to be. 
Uh, well, I, did that name come from anywhere? Just pop in your head? I'm just Jackie curious. Seahorn. songs are interesting, you know? I do actually happen to know a Jackie's. This was, in fact, written about and for a specific person. But we know a lot of people in common, me and Jackie, who have a similar <laughs> malady, shall we say. And um, and she's 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 just really funny and really articulate about speaking about kind of past rageaholic behavior, and and th th again a lot of the people we know can relate to it in one way or another. Like thank God I don't do that anymore for the most part, but sometimes in traffic, you know, <laughs> those well, old heads grow back. So, nice. but it, it fits right into that chill thing. I think. But anyway, I was curious about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to echo um, a little bit of John's question sentiment. Um, I love when songs throw in a name and they don't explain who it is. I, I love it for a few reasons. One is to me, it personalizes it. And then it also expands the story. It, it is, it's like, who's Jackie? Uh, I was, I was recently joking with some friends about, um, the Oasis song, Don't Look Back in Anger, part of why that song is so great is he's singing to Sally and everybody's like, who's Sally? And <laughs> it just adds a little personality and mystery to it. And and I picked up on Jackie right away. Um, and I, uh, uh, whenever I compare songs to a, a more well-known artist, I always mean it in the the best possible way. And I would love to hear Elvis Costello do this song. Yeah. I think it's got that swagger that, that mm. um, <laughs> so, yeah. so Flake Street Dive uh, doesn't right. get back to you, pitch it to Elvis. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Sometimes a song like Concrete Blonde had that song, Joey, and you don't know who, you never, she says maybe you're passed out on the floor somewhere, but we don't actually get to hear the story. We hear her concern and her half of the, someone else says something about one half of a conversation. And just hearing the name implies that there's a whole, we don't need it to understand this song, but there is a whole other relationship and a story. Totally. Yeah, yeah I think Jackie is a great uh, non-gender specific name, which mm -hmm. which allows Good that this thing to happen to, that didn't happen on purpose, but I love the things that you don't try to do in songs that absolutely happen and later you can go, yeah, that was good. Huh? I meant it. <laughs> it. I think it like, also. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it also the the whole thing just it's like uh, it's like a tsunami of lyrics and and uh, the song it never lets up, which kind of reflects the the ranty thing, topic, doesn't it? Yeah. And I was just thinking, I'm too lazy to do that now. I just don't have the energy. <laughs> I did it when I was in my 20s, you know. I, I don't think most no, of us have the energy to do what Brian does, to be honest to, with you. So belting that one out. <laughs> well, I, I assume anytime uh, Jackie is referred to in a song, it's it's the, the, the great Jackie Wilson, uh, you know, with uh, taking me higher and higher. You know, only uh, two drums. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, uh, Brian, this is just a, a, a another kick-ass tune, and um, uh, 
I, I, I don't know what everybody else said, but it's just uh, uh, because I stepped away. <laughs> great. But, you missed it. it but really I'm back, great. and it's just I reiterate everything. Yeah. I think it's all it's just a fantastic tune. Thank uh, you so much for, you. for sharing uh, it with us. I will, I will only add that, that, I, that I sent the lyric to the real Jackie when I had the lyric but not the music done, and I wasn't sure how she was going to take it. I'm like, this might offend you or amuse you. And she was like, I fucking love it. There are a lot of Jackies out there. You can use the name. And she meant that in terms of a lot of people with that name, and there's a lot of people like me out there who will be able to relate to it. So I, I had her blessing to. Oh. to <laughs> I, you know, I just just this is a side. Well, uh, this is uh, we can talk about this. I just did that with a friend of mine. I wrote a song uh, that was largely using a lot of. Uh, kind of biographical information about her and so i ran it by her before i i released it I, how many of you feel like uh i mean do you do that when you write something that has details about a friend or or do you just like ah screw it they, they get they're gonna take they it they medicine. Find out. you just hope they don't find out yeah i never <laughs> use their real name and if they ask if it was them i smile <laughs> i'll see you in court that's <laughs> thing i i learned um that the one time I went to song school in Lyons was a lot of, I, I write a lot of from personal experience tunes and a lot of people um, said, it's okay to lie in your songs. So, mm. so sometimes if somebody <laughs> recognizes something, it's like, it's like, well, yeah, that's about you, but that, that line, that's the lie. So mm. don't worry. <laughs> you know, mm. um, it, give, it gives you a little bit of an out. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, thank you so much, Brian. That is just uh, thank you for for sharing for sharing. Thank you. With us. Thanks for listening. Um. All right. So next up, we've got Mr. Bunsley, John Bunsley. This is tonight by John Bunsley. Here we go. Strand of pearls she got when she was a girl. 
When she was a girl, she's going out tonight. The music fills her heart. She dances in the dark. She'll stay until the on a party dress she wants to look her best she's going out tonight solid <laughs> all right that was tonight by john bunsley uh so yeah wow beautiful song john uh tell us about it how did this come up you know, it's interesting. Uh, there's a lot in here um, for me, uh, not necessarily for anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know, this was written, I, 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 if I recall correctly, uh, sometime in late June or early July. And uh, just to, to, to say a couple of things, one of which is my writing uh, process these days is to wake up on Saturday morning, make a cafe con leche, and sit down with an instrument and um, usually I have absolutely no idea whatsoever I'm going to write about um, but you know uh, a lot of times what happens is something that you know is out there that you weren't thinking about writing a song from will pop into your head and become what you are going to write the song about but anyway so a quick backdrop um, I live in an artist community and we have a, a art gallery that was closed for a long long time and uh, this particular night was the first night that we were going to have a public show in the art gallery. A couple of the artists had their work in there, and myself and my bass player had put together a, a show to play that night, and it was uh, the, the, the energy was just freaking electric because it was the first time that we had been able to do this. Um, you know, I, I know all of you have had a first time <laughs> to go out and do X, Y, or Z that got cut out of your life for a while. Mm. And there's a, there's just a really cool energy to it. And it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful evening. And one of the, one of my neighbors who was one of the artists who, um, who was in the show, her name is Camille. Her family came just a huge, huge number of people of her family. And, and one of them was her granddaughter. And she is this gorgeous young woman who showed up just decked out decked out with these platform heel shoes, like two and a half feet high, probably not that high, but that's what it looked like. And just gorgeous, a gorgeous image. And this is just one of, you know, one of the beautiful, gorgeous images that uh, was floating around in my head, I guess, on, uh, on Saturday morning. And I, I can't say a word as to where the music came from this, because I don't really remember, except for one thing. 
mm-hmm. a few weeks before this, I wrote a song where I sang falsetto for the first time in my life. And so I found that for quite a few songs after that, I really wanted to make that melody go up. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that occurs in here. That's the only music thing that I can remember. But what happened was, and I'm not going to talk too much because, you know, otherwise I'll have to pay you guys for therapy. <laughs> but I, um, I was a guy who came from a big family and I always thought that I would have a family myself. I always thought I would have children. And I married a woman with whom the same thing was the thought. And we always thought, well, we're just waiting for the right time. And when I finally felt that the right time had come along, she informed me that she had changed her mind and that that there were going to be no children. And anyway, I'm not with that woman any longer, but I'm also not going to have any children (laughs) at this point in time in my life for a variety of reasons, Um, mostly because um, I feel I've passed that, that stage of life. So what this ended up being, from my perspective, was a song about a parent watching their daughter get dressed to go to a party. And that in my mind, I create these images of what being a parent would be like, which are probably entirely you know, false and, and, and not true because I don't know. But I would think, well, here's what I picked up from her. There's this point where a young woman is getting dressed really for herself. Really, she just wants to look good. She wants to go out in her party dress. And there's an innocence to that, you know, that probably isn't going to last. And so I wanted to have this beauty of this young person preparing themselves for the evening. And at the same point in time, possibly the perspective of the parent watching this from a distance and realizing that this is a moment that is passing in time. Amazing. John, I just got to say, uh, the I feel like the music really matches the tone of the words really, really well. I mean, just particularly the, you know, Dancing in the Moonlight and Under the Stars. And I mean, it the music feels like that. That's exactly how if it was just an instrumental, I think I would feel the same way. It just it, it paints that picture. Uh, I just I think you really match that that stuff really, really well. For those who weren't watching the video, John just raised his thumb to say thank you, Dave. Oh yeah. <laughs> just, just it's a really solid song overall, structurally, emotion, imagery. It's just it's very tight, and uh, yeah, I agree with the music fits the the images, and it's just it's pleasant to listen to. It's just a very strong, um, and and for some of some of us, it's really hard to to pick one image, you know, <laughs> like you do have a subtext and that's, that's cool because, because that's probably why I feel something listening to this, even though it's only describing one simple thing happening. Mm-hmm. I think you've managed to, 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 to sneak some emotion in between literally between the lines there. And it's hard for me to write, to, to pick just a, a, a scene like that, you know, and describe it. And, but it's, it's not easy to do it. it you know, there has to be some some subtlety and some work, and, and so, yeah. Thanks, man. Well, and as the only female of the group, Bunsley, yeah, um, I think you nailed, I think you nailed the feeling of getting dressed up. You know, whether it's from a parent's perspective, you know, <laughs> watching it, there's there's a lot that goes on in in getting dressed up, and it takes a really long time, and so. You know, this song being just about that, 
and that sort of, you know, in a way taking a long time, three minutes or whatever, it's perfect because that's exactly what it feels like. And um, I, I think you did it beautifully. Thank you so much, Jerry. Yeah, and another lovely voice as well. Yeah, everyone's had such great voices tonight. Yeah, this has been, yeah, a lot of great singing. Thanks. Man. What I love about this is um, you set such a scene and depending on where the listener is in their life, she could be going out to have fun. She could be going out in defiance. She mm. could be going out to say goodbye. She could be going out to start a new phase of her life. Like mm. it's, it's such a, to me, a holistic mood and you can insert again, almost like with Jackie, I want to know more who, you know, it invites you to imagine who this person is. Um, yeah. yeah, it's so well done. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. By the way, um, if you would mention to Olivia the next time you see her that this song could really use a fiddle part. Seeing her tonight, <laughs> so I will. <laughs> no, thanks for that thought. I mean, you know, that goes back to, I, I, I was saying about someone's song earlier, that, that, that there's a beauty when a song takes on its own life, you know what I mean? Where you write it from a perspective of something that you saw, but it, but other people are able to take it in from different perspectives. and. Sometimes that is, I don't know how that happens, but it's cool when it does. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I was going to say as well, like just echoing everything everyone said, it's a fantastic song structurally, musically, but just wanted to add as well that the engineering and production of the song I thought was fantastic, um, especially when you bring in the guitars and they're harmonized and just the way everything's placed in the stereo field, I just thought was um, just added to the, the greatness of the song. Well, I'm glad you were listening in headphones, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That always helps. But thank you very much because when I took my break, my break from songwriting, the purpose was like, okay, I've got all these fucking songs. I've got so many I can't remember them. I need to start putting down at least some some decent demos of them. And this was the first one that I did that with, and I'm glad to hear that uh, it worked out okay. <laughs> For sure, yeah. yeah, it worked out great. Thanks. All right, John. Yeah, just a just a gorgeous, gorgeous tune, and uh, I'm glad you you came out to share it with us. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for inviting me, brother. And and you know, those of you uh, that I know already, it's great to see you again. And those of you that are new, it's been really, really cool to to hear your tunes and just to to get a little sense of your smooth acerbic wit in the background as well. All of you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. Um... I guess we got one more, and that's going to be my song, uh, my contribution to uh, what uh, I think may be my best song of the year. Certainly seems to be the one that people respond to the most. Um, so, all right. This is Love Like a Phoenix by yours truly, David Coyle. Here comes that feeling once again Is it deja vu, nostalgia, or confusion? The quicksand in my heart Is where the sinking starts I'm drowning in a swamp of disillusion 
say that love's like a phoenix A phoenix is bound to rise But don't forget that a phoenix Can't be reborn until it dies My eyes can't believe what they're seeing there's an angel smiling brightly on the horizon I remember from the last time I was burnt and I was blind My wings were clipped, I can't believe Now I'm flying You say that love's like a phoenix A phoenix is bound to rise don't forget that a phoenix can't be reborn until it dies. Lord, you know I'm tired. I've lived so many lives. And when my heart reveals itself, I always start looking for the night. Well, I can't understand what I'm saying It's a language that I've long since forgotten And still I say these words to the soaring firebirds I pray I'm resurrected inside them Say that love's like a phoenix A phoenix is bound to rise Don't forget that a phoenix Can't be reborn until it dies Till it dies Till it dies Till it dies Really cool, liking that. All right, that was uh, "Love Like a Phoenix" by David Coyle. Um, so, David, tell us uh, where did this song come from? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'm glad you asked, John. I actually had to look at my notes. This, I wrote this uh, last January, so it's been almost a full year since I wrote it. Uh, but uh, but this one was uh, I had a friend. She she gave me some of her poetry or a couple lines of her poetry and said, you know, do you want to use this as a prompt? And I'm like, okay, you know, these days I'm all about prompts. I didn't used to be, but, but these days that's the way it's been going. So I'll even read the, the lines to you. Uh, one line was, between the fire of desire and the transformational flame, there is quicksand. So the other line is, you're a peacock who fancies himself a phoenix because you're always burning down your own nest. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Your first language is cataracts, and I don't know that I, uh, maybe I sort of fit that point in, but but the, but I you know I deconstructed that and 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 wrote a song about it, and those are kind of kind of a little bit dark lyrics, and I you know I'd say that traditionally I I see myself as a pretty dark 
songwriter, but since the pandemic, I've been writing a lot more optimistic songs. And so this one, even though I was kind of starting with some dark lyrics, I, I kind of put a little bit more of a positive spin while still maintaining some, some darkness in them. Um, so what do you mean, man? This is, no, it's, I think this is a positive song. This is a positive song about rebirth. Um, but that there is pain involved with it. Anyway, that's my interpretation. Your mileage may vary. Um, another, there were a couple other things that she, that she likes Peter Cetera, Maroon 5. And I originally tried, uh, maybe, maybe trying to do something with a disco beat or something. And, and, and I just couldn't do it. But, but what I ended up coming up with, uh, I thought was, you know, it was, it was still kind of, uh, uh, propulsive. I, I think it does maybe make you want to get up and move. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it, it came about. And, um, yeah. Anybody Anybody have any thoughts or questions? I love that line, I can't understand what I'm saying. It's a language that I've long since forgotten. Yeah. Let's keep going. Words to the soaring fire birds, I pray I'm resurrected inside them. That's just like mind-blowing to me. I <laughs> oh, love that. Thank you. Thank you. That's the one that I, I relate to. Well, I mean, I mean, the song, you know, any song you write is about yourself as well, right? So so that's, right. yeah, those are, I can't understand what I'm saying. It's a language that I've long since forgotten. That's that's a line that really, really speaks to me. So. Is there any, a, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, is there any sort of like religious subtext to it in, in terms of like the resurrection of that sort of thing? Or is that sort of just used as a metaphor? It's just used as a metaphor. I, I'm not, I'm not really a religious person. Um the you know but i do love greek mythology and the phoenix of course is a greek mythological uh, mythological the, the phoenix is a mythological creature <laughs> and so it it's it it makes for a great metaphor uh yeah it certainly does yeah it's just I, uh... a really strong chorus you know it's such a it's a really simple statement but that's that makes a great chorus like Mm -hmm. like a phoenix yes but here's the thing about that though you know but you've did it in like short four nice little short lines there you know it's a great point um but i also like that i remember from the last time like oh he's burned and been resurrected more than once already in the past and those from experience it isn't just a one-time event but something maybe is more cyclical and that's interesting to me hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think the song is an absolute perfect description of, of uh, love. Most people, wow. well, I think most people have more than one love in their lives, one way or another, however that works. And when one ends, there's often the thought that that's just, that's it, man. And I like, I like, you know, speaking back to the fact that I will recognize that there is the positivity in, in the song. And I think it's very strong. Um, but you know, the, the, the second verse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. I was burnt, but I'm going to try it again, man. I mean, there's just, I wrote a song that's about that very same thing, completely different, but it, it, it resonates in my heart that that's what you've got to do. You've got to, you've got to try, you've got to put yourself out there and sometimes that mean that the bird going to crash and burn, but then you can fly again. So, but, but if I may say David, but yes, I always start looking for the knives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there, you know, yeah, John. don't tell me there's not a little darkness still in your song. <laughs> well, I guess actually, I'm curious, what, what do you, how do you interpret that? Do you, do you interpret, 
uh, as I don't interpret it. I just love the power of it. I, I hmm. didn't want to interpret it because I, I think it could go a lot of different ways. How did you write it? Uh, I was thinking looking for the knives that are about to stab my heart, but yeah, um, yeah, there you go. That's yeah. one of the. But you could, you know, it could be or taken the other way. Back. Yeah, it would stab other people's hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's certainly some stabbage can occur. I think, yes, this is this it's is cool that I, it could be taken both ways. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I, I like then, to include include songs with stabbage in it. Stabbage. <laughs> yeah. Well, well it rhymes with cabbage too, which is a tough right. Cabbage and stabbage. That's the name cabbage. of my next album. <laughs> David, I always get this vibe from you. Um, I I want you to soundtrack a David Lynch movie, like, and Ooh. I think you would like to do that. You've got this like uh, lonely highway vibe that is just, which I just love, and this song has that. Barry, I can't, I can't tell you how much that is one of the most awesomest comments or or compliments I've ever gotten. That is so so cool. Thank you so yeah. much. I'm oh I, I, I that's that's gonna be my number one takeaway from this interview. This whole this whole roundtable. That, that my stuff could be in a David Lynch film. I love it. Thank you. And the knives. Not rhythm. And the knives. Oh, I think, uh, uh, Trey, did you say something? I'm sorry. Yeah, the um, that rhythm that you've got is an optimistic, you know, on the guitar, there's an mm -hmm. optimistic rhythm, isn't it? You can't have a down song with that dun 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 dun, dun right. thing. Sure. Yeah. You know, so it really, it really works with the rest of the tune. Yeah. Well, you know, interestingly, I actually have a, uh, I was going to put a Mellotron in the third verse chorus, mm -hmm. and uh, that would make it even more spirited. Um, and I was worried about it being a little bit too contrasty with the, the downer parts. Mm -hmm. But but anyway, it's a work in progress. So, And, you know, someone's going to do the, the mashup remix and put the, the disco beat, it, mm -hmm. those yes. octave bass parts. And, you know, because the tempo, you could definitely change it's keep the tempo and and have a it'd be funny to just have like a measure or two of 1978 disco beat somewhere oh, yeah. you know, the third <laughs> line of the third chorus just for a second there you, you go <laughs> oh, look for well, uh, well we'll see we'll see this is this is still still a pending project so maybe we'll fit in well you know you can always the great thing about songs is you can produce them multiple different ways right so right. Mm -hmm. all right especially when david lynch contributes yeah, damn straight. Yeah. <laughs> Just think about what your budget's going to be for that recording project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that'd be yeah. That movies, that's where it's at, right? That's where the real money is for musicians <laughs> right. these days. So, well, lady and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming. And uh, I want to give you all a chance to to sign off and tell people uh, where you can uh, find your material uh going forward so let's let's start with bill just real quick i know you're you're running off here yeah I uh, can you just can you just say real quick how we can uh get into you know check out your music uh going forward uh mostly um on facebook bill nash uh putsy cat is my moniker um everything i have is pretty much on there and uh how do you spell that P-U-T-S-I-E-C-A-T. I named it after, I named my record company after my 18-year-old cat that passed away a couple years ago. Her name was Putsy. So it has been great to be with you guys. And I, I, I can't miss another train. I missed the train. I missed the Amtrak train Wednesday. Go catch that train. Again. Write uh -oh. a song about it. Bill, oh, yeah. thank you so much. I will. My pleasure, man.
Thank you so Same much. Thank you, Bill. Bye, Bye Bill. Y'all take care. All right, take care. Trey, Trey, how can people find you? I've got um, five albums on all the streaming things. Um, and I've got a website, treyrock.com. So that's T-R-E-Y-R-O-Q-U-E. And uh, you can find all about me, my, um, my albums, and also my novel that I published last year. Uh, and I have a little bit of a on-again, off-again YouTube channel that you'll find there as well. So it's treyrock.com. All right. All right. Thanks for coming, Trey. Roger. So, yeah, um, Roger Hair, this is the name, and I can be found um, pretty much anywhere on the internet, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all the rest of it. But um, chiefly, uh, Bandcamp, Spotify, and Apple Music, uh, my music can be found. I've got a bunch of albums out, um, as well as the Weekly Song Podcast, uh, which I mentioned earlier in the episode, where my co-host, Declan Kitchen, and I each write a song every week and talk about how we wrote them. So that's me. All right. Fantastic. Thanks. Thanks for coming on the show, Roger. Uh, really appreciate it. Pleasure. All right. Timmy Reardon. Uh, let's see. So uh, you can find me at uh, TimmyR.com. Um, that's my website and blog. On YouTube, it's Timmy R Music is the handle. And if you're looking for the Fearless Songwriter Challenge, uh, just search the Fearless Songwriter on Facebook and you should be able to find it. All right. Timmy, thank you so much for, for sharing your music with us. Thank you, David. All right, Barry Osborne. All right. Um, I play in a band called Distance Walk, and uh, our debut EP is on all streaming platforms, as they say. Uh, you can find us at distancewalkmusic.com or just uh, Distance Walk Music if you Google that. And then solo, uh, just Google Barry Osborne Music or Barry Osborne Banjo, and uh, and we'll come up on Facebook and our website. And then my Instagram handle, where I do a lot and where I get most of my engagement is um, five, as in the number five, five-string whale, as in Moby Dick. So five-string whale on Instagram. And love to uh, meet y'all. All right. Terry Sunflower. Yeah, um, I have a website, terrysunflower.com. I'm looking for newsletter subscribers. I put out a debut record in 2019 called Sunflower's Debut. And um, it's there. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram. And I have a YouTube channel. I try to keep up with. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. Thanks Thanks for coming on, Terry. And and also, thank you, Barry, for coming on. I forgot to say thank you. Did I forget anybody else? Uh, I'll, I'll thank you all in a sec. Brian Claflin. Yes, um, I can be found, if, provided you can spell my name, and good luck with that, then you can find me on the web, brianclaflin.com, B-R-I-A-N-C-L-A-F-L-I-N.com. Uh, also, my name plus uh, another name, claflinandgrace.com is the duo project. The family project uh, with my dad, it's his name. That's willieclaflin.com. That's Willie with a Y, different from Willie Nelson. And under my name, there's a there's a Facebook musician page and a YouTube channel as well. All right. Thanks Thanks again for coming on, Brian. You bet. John Bunsley. <clears throat> B-U-N-Z as in zebra, L-I. That's all you need. There's not a lot of me out there. Um, all my recorded music is wherever you go to find music. 
under that name. Uh, if you're interested in listening to new stuff, pretty much, well, YouTube is the place to go. And the way to find that is my name and Café con Leche. And there's two playlists. One has uh, 56 songs in it. And one's only got nine because I've just been working on that one for a little while. Uh, there was something else meaningful I was going to say to anybody out there who might be uh, listening to this out in the world of podcast listening. If, if you're interested in, uh, in connecting uh, Facebook, it's easy to find me there. And I also put uh, all my music up on there. Uh, but I occasionally also put pictures of my cooking. <laughs> all right. Nice. All right. Well, this was absolutely a fantastic time. Folks, I, I really admire all of you. You're wonderful musicians and songwriters. And uh, it has been an absolute pleasure getting to know you multiple times this last year. And, uh, and I, I wish you all the best in 2022. And uh, yeah. you too. Yeah. yeah. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, David. Yeah. Thanks, David. Yeah. Thanks, thank you, David. David, so much. Thank you all. Thank you all. Pretty much right. fucking talk, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. All right. That was a wonderful right. way to right end, the, end the year. Yeah. Thanks, David. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, that's a wrap. Uh, be sure to like and review the podcast, and you can follow me on Twitter at David L. Coyle or on Facebook at Dave Coyle's Musical Extravaganza. If you have any questions for me or about any of my guests, you can email me at rawsongwriting at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, please consider contributing to the program via Venmo at Dave Coyle or paypal.me slash Dave Coyle. In the meantime, keep your songwriting raw and riveting, and have a happy new year. Should all the acquaintance be forgot? And